You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. The Big Show rolling on on a Thursday. Logan Gordon, Patrick Dumas along with you. No Russick, no Rose. Maddie's back tomorrow. So you don't have to deal with me for long. <laughs> two, two more hours and I'm out of back here. to your afternoon. Yeah, You're I'm still getting, in bed at this point. Getting, we get it. It's true. Well, I do in the mornings. I, I don't even such respect for the mornings. Logan, sometimes. I don't even sleep in past past seven thirty no, now on the weekends. Don't tell me that it's awful. <laughs> I am up at seven on Saturdays. The internal clock could just kill me. It, it's completely wrecked. This one day will ruin my weekend. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> I am going to be a pain in the ass. <laughs> I am going to be a crumper all weekend long, <laughs> just because of this one day I had to get up early. <laughs> It's like 5.45, Garrett's calling me. Hey, man. Well, I said good up? morning. Are, are good you morning, sunshine. How are you? Well, I'm still in bed. Well, oh. At that point, none of our hosts were here, so I was like, <laughs> are, are we doing this Shut or not? Well, I, disco- I, worry about that, I discovered we were, the new parking we hack. Here. I discovered the new parking hack thanks to Azam yesterday, so I was like, I don't have to rush to get my spot. I wrote all the morning report yesterday. I'm just going to roll out, maybe sleep in a little earlier. I was just being a little cautious. No, it's fine. No, it's fair. I, I appreciate hey, it. it. We're, we're here and on the air, so yeah, we're, no we're anxiety fine. anymore. We're good. I appreciate you checking One hour in. down, two to go. Yeah, GVP's over there. He's making sure this uh, this ship gets in uh, all right on the air. Azam's here. Shan's here. We're all hanging out in the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studios for our friends at Doug Lacey's Basement Systems. Uh, still to come this hour, we'll chat with uh, Ben Wagner. Mm-hmm. Radio play-by-play voice of the Toronto Blue Jays on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Trade deadline coming up. Series finale with the Padres comes this morning. You can listen to it right here on Sportsnet 960. So you get a double dose of Ben Wagner. You'll hear him on the show uh, coming up a little bit later on. And you'll hear him on the broadcast uh, this morning slash early afternoon here on Sportsnet 960. Um I know the morning show does things a little bit differently. You guys had a, a pop conversation. You had a number of interesting conversations. So I thought I'd bring one to the table for you guys <laughs> and see how the table feels, or the rooms feel about this one because we're separated into two separate rooms. But I can still, still kind of see Garrett over there. But uh, gentlemen, I wanted to bring this tweet to your attention. You remember NFTs? Uh huh. Remember when NFTs were How a, dumb were those? The pandemic was a funny they thing. They were stupid, weren't they? Yeah. They're dumb. This tweet that I saw last night I thought was perfect for this. And the text line, you can jump in at 960-960. The fan feedback line is always open to you. I saw this tweet last night. It says, in March 2021, the first tweet ever sold as an NFT went for $2.9 million. <laughs> Okay. That same tweet is back up for auction, <laughs> and the most recent bid is $1.14. <laughs> that, that NFT, by the way, is of Twitter founder Jack saying, just setting up my Twitter back on March 21st, 2006. And if you know how an NFT works, you don't own that tweet. You essentially own the screenshot of that tweet. 
So in March 2021, somebody spent $2.9 million on that NFT, and they now are selling it, and the current bid, which has been up for two months, by the way, is $1.14. So gentlemen, Shan, GVP, Dumas, Azam, and myself, I ask you, what's the stupidest thing you've ever spent money on? Now, none of us are millionaires. GVP might be a closet millionaire, but he hasn't. <laughs> I have a sneaking suspicion just based on how nice he dresses, but that's a separate oh, wow. thing. wow. Thank you. Very nice compliment, but no, I'm not a millionaire. I can confirm. Working in radio, not, not a millionaire. He's not just doing this for Fair fun. Fair point. Yeah, not for fun. I do have fun here, though. That's I'm going to make that happen. Well, that's, yeah. that's one for Team Sports in the 960, then. Dumo, what's the stupidest thing you've ever spent money on? Because I, I'm pretty sure if you bought an NFT at this point, you've wasted a good amount of money. And the first text uh, that comes in, by the way, is my wife. Oh. Um, God, it would probably, I said it yesterday. Was, I, I I bought this jersey after a certain player was traded. Uh, after The day after Jerome McGinley got traded uh, to the Pittsburgh Penguins, I uh, I went and got a Sven Berchi jersey. No. Yeah. Because it was like, oh, he's the he's gonna be the next one, man. He's gonna come in here. He's gonna be the star. He's gonna be the greatest. Didn't work out that way. See, because and the reason I brought this is because as sports fans, mm-hmm. we've all spent money on something stupid, right? As long as you shake, you're, you're right. You we're all we've all done it. Garrett's wasted money on that Yankees hat on his head. Hey, this is a nice hat. You do better. Okay, well, I usually wear an Expos hat. He usually That's wears usually an Expos hat. Fair. Yeah. See, you could have done better already. Right? Yeah, but we've no. all... <laughs> You're all right. You're all right. <laughs> Logan's all right. I stop smoking. <laughs> uh, but, like, that's that's a stupid purchase. A it, Sven it, it, it was a very impulsive, scared, frightened purchase. Yes. Uh, and, you know, those those jerseys, you know, at the time, they were like almost $300 jersey there. Uh, yeah, that wasn't, uh, wasn't great. I no longer have that jersey. Flipped it for a Joe Maurer Twins jersey. Um, so yeah, that was all right. That's kind of a steal. That is a steal. I Maurer think. would yeah, be like, a this was a, pretty he, cool jersey to wear around. He retired. He's retired at this point. So it's got like the... How did you do that? Uh, on Kijiji, there's, uh, there was a jersey, sw- like a like guy who was like, wanted, I put it up there for sale and guy was like, Hey, would you want to trade? And I'm like, okay. He wanted a Sven Verci jersey. Okay, I'll take it. Fair enough. GVP, what do you think the stupidest thing you spent money on is? Oh, man. I, I feel like all of these dumb purchases would have come when I've had uh, too many adult beverages. Mm. Um, I remember being at uh, a club, Knoxville's here in Calgary. That used to be a thing here. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, they used to have this guy down there that would like sell stuff in the bathroom, <laughs> gum, etc. And, and this guy <laughs> was selling Knoxville cowboy hats. And he, I said, <laughs> you know what? I, I'm going to be a cowboy for, for the night. So I, I bought a little cowboy hat, and uh, yeah, I wore that around. And it, that cowboy hat is no longer with us. It, it, how, it, much it was, the, how much did it I, cost? I paid, I paid $40 for oh that thing, and it, it was not a $40 hat. I'll say that. Um, it, it was very cheaply made. It probably fell apart. Oh, it did fall apart. Um, yeah, it was no good. And just the other weekend, <laughs> coming home from Stampede, I said, man, I'm hungry. You know, I'm coming back home in this Uber, and... Uh, 
I, I, I said, I need some McDonald's right now. And I ordered 40 chicken nuggets for some reason. Whoa. 40. I, that's just way too many for one human to eat. Jeez. And, you know, I, I did my best. I, I got down 30 and then went to bed. And that was probably too much money to spend on McDonald's, I would say, at like 2 in the morning. The, yeah. no, the Knoxville's cowboy hat is <laughs> that was bad. It's a bad one. Forty bucks. Yeah, it was like made out of straw ish, <laughs> like a yeah, fake pro- straw material. Yeah, I was gonna say, there's oh. no way it's actual. It's actual straw. It's got to be worse than that, right? Just light on fire. Shan, what do you think? What's uh, what's up there for stupid purchases you spent money on? Uh, well, I- I'm gonna stay away from the jersey talk, but I I do have a Mike Smith jersey. I'll, I'll, I'll I know, I know. Um. I have to, you know what? It, it just it just went stampede. I'm I'm pretty tight with my money. I, I don't like spending money, and I always go to stampede, and I go to Nashville North. You know, the first Saturday, and every single year I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll spend I'll spend a little bit and have a good time, and I I just come home and I I just it ruins my week. I I can't I can't justify, you know what? I stampede's cool. It's really cool. I've been in Cal, you know Calgary my whole life. I, I leave after the first day of Stampede. I'm like, what am, what am I doing here? <laughs> so I, I'd have to say the, the $50 double rum and Cokes, probably. I'll share mine because I, mine was just like a life lesson that I learned. A few years ago, I went down to California with a couple of buddies, and we wanted, of course, catch some sporting events, you know, go to a baseball game, go to a hockey game. Uh, the Sharks were playing in San Jose, so we drove down to San Jose, and we got tickets online. And now, admittedly, it told it, it said obstructed view. Okay, it yeah. said obstructed view, but the the like the online show me your seat thing, it just looked like there was a railing in front of the seats. Mm-hmm. So I I was like, okay, that's. That's fine. Like I don't care. There's a railing there. That's not really an obstructed view. But I spent a good amount of money on these tickets. Those last minute tickets to go to the game that said obstructed view, and it was not in fact a railing. It was in fact a support beam mm, in front up. of one of the seats that was angled a bit to the left. So whoever sat in that seat on the right side, you were kind of squeezed in. And at least half of your vision oh, no. was completely taken back by this beam. Yeah, those and what was I gonna say? Like what was I gonna go to the I wasn't gonna go to the, the customer service guy and be like, hey, can you move the beam? <laughs> or, you know, did it did it not say obstructed view when I bought tickets? Three hundred bucks just down the drain. Mm. Stupid. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, those 3D views, you, you expect it like, oh, this is accurate, and then you show up nope. and it's like, no, nope, no, nope, there's this isn't this wasn't on the 3D view. It's almost like, do you have to call ahead? Be like, hey, I, I was looking to buy these seats. Like it says obstructed view. How obstructed is it? It was obstructed. Yeah, and it's like, oh. it was as obstructed a view as <laughs> Shan after those rum and cokes. Oh no, that's yeah, that's really obstructed. Doesn't take many. No, is is Shan gonna be the new uh, Alex Brody when it comes to rum and cokes? Ooh. <laughs> It could be. How do you the, feel about throwing story. up in front of your boss, Shan? I, uh, you know, I, I just recently getting to know Art. I don't think it's something I'm gonna I'm gonna go for, but uh, I I I think I've I've probably been close. He's pretty tolerant. Alex didn't leave because of that, so you've got at least everyone's got one now, right? As far as I'm concerned, Alex Brody set the bar at one, so we've all got one. <laughs> uh, Azam. 
I would say hockey that. gear. <laughs> I actually don't regret buying any of my hockey gear. You're gonna have something though. What's something that you've spent money? Because like an NFT, if you told me today you bought an NFT, I think you're an idiot. No, I did not. I I stayed away from that. That's good. Remember uh, those basketball? Remember the NBA tried those little like uh, the virtual cards? Are you where trying they, like own a moments? highlight? Yeah, own a yeah. highlight. Buy the Ray Allen three or you something like that. Yeah. You know what would be a stupid purchase if you purchased a and this is this will actually I think some people are going to get mad at this if you were one of those people that purchased your seat in like a cardboard cutout for the games at, at Bubble Games. Oh, and to get your face there. <laughs> I yeah. think that's stupid money. That's I actually I think you've wasted money. <laughs> I think you threw away three hundred hard earned dollars or whatever it was. To have your cardboard cut out of the, the bubble. It game. was not that expensive. I don't know how much it was, but no, it was no, a waste I, of money. I, I I was one of those people who did put that there. You did it? I did. Oh my for flames? God. Yeah, for flames. Okay. Yeah. But it was like it was like thirty bucks. That's so thirty dollars too many. And do they rather tell have a Knoxville cowboy hat for thirty bucks. They don't tell you where it was. They don't tell you yeah, where it was. So no, be... but they sent it. Back. They sent it to me oh, at the end the of the ad... season. Okay, so cool. it's just sitting in my room. I was gonna say, what do you do with that now? <laughs> it's a, a cutout of me. Well, my my plan is because <laughs> Give it to your girlfriend or something. Well, that's the plan. Is I'm gonna oh, surprise yeah. it. Yeah. She knows it's there, but I'm yeah. gonna be like, I'm gonna put it in my suitcase and take it with me. So if she does miss me at one point, she can just pull that out and oh, chicken nugget. Wow. Long distance relationship Pollution. Wow. But no, I would say Garrett's cowboy hat's starting to look like a really smart purchase. All of a sudden. yeah, it looks sick. <laughs> I'd rather have a single, a singular Nashville rum and coke. I think. But I, I would say my Nintendo Switch. I used it for probably what? Yeah, oh. Switch was bad. The Switch was bad. <laughs> I played it for what sir. a week and a half, and then I mean, it shouldn't say bad. I love. Those I like the Switch. Uncommitted. Yeah, I like the Switch. I'm thinking of Wii U. Not committed enough. <laughs> Yeah, so I played for a week and a half, gave it to my sister because she was pregnant, and then she didn't touch it for like a solid year and a half. I just brought it back to my house, <laughs> and I played it maybe like of 20 minutes of it of Mario Kart, and now it just sits in my room. Mm. Mm. So it looks pretty. Something is better than the cardboard cut of yourself. Sometimes, like anything video game related, might be a little dumb. Like I, I've spent money on like NHL, you know, twenty trying to get yeah. a specific card in the game or whatever. It's like I need this Perrin Flurry that... card. My top line is not good enough without him. I need to get him right now. <laughs> I'll spend any amount of money. I, there's one I, I can't get I behind. Love, I love those stories of kids that are like they needed a new Fortnite skin or whatever, yeah. so they took their mom's credit card and. Spent twenty two hundred dollars on the PlayStation stores. Those yeah. are my favorite my, stories of all time. I never like microtransactions. I think it, <laughs> it's the the absolute bane of the video game existence. It's ruining it in some aspects, oh, at least for like me. Because then you're playing against this sure. like pay to win. It's just like, like the win. ultimate team and what? Oh, I need to buy a new pack or whatnot. And like it's just like I don't want to. Why would I be spending on top of the ninety dollars I spent to buy this Madden twenty four, which is the same as Madden twenty three and the same as Madden twenty two and the same as and etc. And then I'm gonna go spend a whole bunch of money on these ultimate team cards and everything like that. It just never made any sense to me. Like, we, like people are that. Like I don't. I, I guess I was not one to play online. I was never much of an online player when it came to sports games. So maybe that's why I don't really care for much more. But those microtransactions with video games and phone games make no sense to me. Uh, some of your texts at nine six zero nine six zero in the conversation of things that you've stupidly spent money on. Again, the first text that came in said, "My wife." No. Oh. Just this one, like this, I 
This I don't know how I feel about. What is car insurance? The scheme, man. Car insurance is Shut a up. scheme. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. It's not a scheme. Shut up. You believe in the sewer people too, Patty? Maybe. You're a Packers fan. You and Rogers. This is the corporations, man. They're trying to get you down. Car insurance isn't even real, man. Show me how it's real. It's a scam. Get in a car accident and you don't have car insurance. What happens then? Then, it, then the other guy thinks you you should have spent some money. You should have spent a little money. Some guy in an car. 04 Pontiac Sunfire rear ends you. Those things are. And bricks, doesn't have man. car insurance. It's not so fun then. <laughs> car insurance. Uh, this guy says a Michael Vick jersey. Yeah, if you bought that, if you bought an post, Eagles, Eagles Michael Vick jersey, yeah. Post yeah. what? When did he go to jail? It was oh five oh six around there. Yeah. Look, I'm all for second chances, but that's a that's a look. Uh, Gabe in Calgary says, wasn't me, but some donkey paid me $800 for my Kachuk jersey last year. I paid 180 Good for you. Uh, Wedley says that he bought uh, an Alexander Daigle jersey his rookie year. Spent 100 bucks on that one. Probably not worth the 50 cents now. Yep. Yeah, you like throwbacks. You like some, like, er, you know, I get it. Uh, how about a Ryan House Abbotsford Ooh, House jersey? fire. Yikes. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, this guy, I, I, he bought tickets to, uh, that preseason game in Winnipeg with the Packers and Raiders. Oh, I almost went to that too. He was like, oh, it's Winnipeg bombers, Packers. Ooh, it'd be fun. They're good because they were the whole, they, they planned that thing so poorly. It was supposed to be a week thing. The Packers were supposed to come up a few days earlier. They were going to practice. There was going to be an autograph thing. No, show up day before the game. Oh, the field's messed up. You can only play on 80 yards of it. It was a complete and utter disaster. Of course, Rogers never played. None of the prominent guys played because why would they? Because they'd just be risking injury. But yeah, that would have been because they were selling tickets were expensive. That was NFL style preseason prices uh, in a game here in that game in Winnipeg. That was that was awful. Was it not on Hard Knocks too that year? One of those teams was on Hard Knocks. And the Raiders. That might have been about, the Raiders Hard Knocks. Yeah, that was the Raiders. Yeah, about going up and they're like the yeah. field conditions are embarrassing in Canada. And we're like, well, great look, thanks. Yeah, because the because the thanks. the hole. Of where the, yeah. the upright goes, yeah, it messed thanks, it up. Thanks, Winnipeg, we didn't. No one thought about moving the goalpost. And, back it, and the, the thing is, it wasn't a Bombers thing. It wasn't a CFL thing. It was a. It was a company in Winnipeg that organized the whole thing, and they messed it up. What else? Josh and Chestermere says he paid extra for a window seat on a flight to Mexico. Show up, no window in my row. Hashtag Sunwing. Oh no. Josh, you got screwed out of some money there. Now, in fairness to Josh, I don't think Josh did anything wrong. If you wanted a window seat, good for you. But I think you would you were duped, sir. Mm-hmm. I think someone unfairly duped our boy Josh on that one. Um, someone suggests his mom saves his face cut out for his funeral. <laughs> um, I must. Say, I don't think that means you're going to have a funeral soon. It would just be maybe. A I fun, hope not. <laughs> maybe a fun memento for your funeral. I guess. Um, I'm sure Kevin from Carstairs has a, a pretty similar one to a lot of people. That's uh, a treadmill that only holds clothes to dry. Yeah, those are those are probably hard to to move on from now if you got one of those. Uh, this one says spent too much money on a jacket that I wore for one night. Been in my closet for eight months. <laughs> uh, this one says I bought a PS5 last November because it was a good deal. Still haven't even opened the box. You'll sell it to me, buddy. <laughs> 
I'll buy it. Aaron and Didsbury, a new driver every year for the past five years, still can't break 90. Uh, this one says, my buddy has a Lindros Nordiques jersey. Uh, this one from, I think, Shan texted in saying, booze. Don't get me wrong. I love me some drinking, but it's a major waste of money for poison. I can't start this narrative. I, I promise I'm not an alcoholic. Uh, Glenn says, was in Miami for Miami Music Week a couple years ago. Said to the wife, we should buy Panthers tickets. Bought Panthers Isles tickets. Took an hour Uber ride from Miami Beach. Got to the arena. Said, wow, no one likes to watch the Panthers. No one's here. The tickets were for a Wednesday game, and we went on a Tuesday. Oh, no. Back home on the Uber for another hour. Wife was pissed. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't blame her. Uh, Nick from Copperfield says, my buddy bought an Aaron Hernandez jersey. Oh. Mm. Again. Jerseys that play. Again. If you own a player. Three certain time, yeah, I, exactly. I can't blame you. Hey, Aaron Hernandez was, was at one if point. Like last year and you bought an Aaron Hernandez jersey, we need to have a conversation. Where would you find it? A Value Village? I don't know. <laughs> uh, this one says, Corey in Calgary. I had a Ryder fan pay triple face value for Grey Cup tickets in Calgary, only to watch them no, lose on a too many men no. penalty. Uh, Kelsey and Renfrew, I like this one. Bought a crap RV when drinking in Myrtle Beach that broke down. As far as I know, it's still somewhere in Scranton, PA. <laughs> <laughs> Say that on air. The Electric <laughs> City. Scranton, the Electric City. <laughs> it's the best thing. I was ready to laugh at that. And I just heard it, the, the echo of my headphone, GVP. Don't leave that gold off the air. The Electric City. What? Scranton, what? The Electric City. Uh, this one says, I bought an 89 Dodge Shadow. What a POS on the road. <laughs> What's a Dodge? I don't even know a Dodge. I haven't even heard of a Dodge Shadow It before. was a... Uh... I think it was a kind of like a, I'm just, I don't want to assume here. Yeah, it's just like a sedan, like normal, like a coupe little thing. Yeah. <laughs> this one says, uh, stupid thing I've spent money on, my first wedding. Oh. Wow, wow. Yeah. And uh, let's end it off on this one before we get out of here. Once upon a time, my wife and I bought a travel club membership. Oh, God, I can see where this is going. Went to a presentation. Gave into a high-pressure sales pitch. Researched the reviews of the company. We had a cancellation window. When I called the guy to cancel, he screamed, yelled, and swore about how stupid I was to give up an amazing opportunity. It was about $1,500, and I'm sure was glad to get that money back. Yep. You, sir, just avoided the classic timeshare pressure uh, pitch. That's uh, That's never a good one. You want a you want a free dolphin swim? Want to swim with the dolphins? Just just come to this presentation. It'll be twenty minutes of your time. Don't worry. You sign up. You're stuck with a two weeks in Mexico for the rest of your life, non-peak travel time. That would have been a bad one for sure. Uh, so there's just a couple of examples. Uh, plenty on the text line. Stupid things we've spent money on here on uh, the Big Show. When we take uh, a quick break here. Come back on the other side. Ben Wagner, the voice of the Blue Jays, will join us. They're losing this series to the Padres. Trade deadlines around the corner. Lots to talk about with the Jays. We'll dive into it with the radio voice of the Jays. Ben Wagner's around the corner here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. What's incredible is if, if it's not Hater, this Padres team have blown 18 saves 
Swing and a miss. Springer's down. The Blue Jays are retired in the ninth, and that will finish the ball game. Blue Jays have to rebound after being blanked today 2-0 to avoid a series sweep tomorrow afternoon at the hand of the Padres. But right now, runs are hard to come by by Toronto. After not being shut out for 91 games, the Blue Jays have just been shut out for the fifth time in the last 23. That is Ben Wagner, the radio voice of the ca- of the Toronto Blue Jays, excuse me, across the Sportsnet television and uh, radio networks. Our man Ben does uh, double duty, TV, radio side. You'll hear him on the radio side of things this afternoon here on Sportsnet 960 as the Jays look to pick up a win against the Padres. One for 16 with runners in scoring position and the trade deadline looming. Very happy to welcome Ben in on the program this morning down the Atlas Beach and Sports Bar guest hotline. Good morning, Ben. Thanks for doing this. Good morning. I wish I was uh, bringing some hits along with me, but <laughs> we'll wait on the Blue Jays this afternoon to do yeah. that for us. Yeah, fingers crossed. It's been, uh, you, you had it in your call there from last night. It's been a, a bit of an inexplicable turn for the Jays here. They just haven't had that killer instinct the last couple of games, especially in this early series against San Diego. Well, they faced some good pitching, right? Joe Musgrove was really, really good two nights ago. And um, unfortunately, Alec Manoa took a little bit of a step backwards. He had been trending the right way. They were certainly excited about how he had been throwing. And then yesterday, one little boo-boo makes the biggest difference and the the decisive runs and a 2 nothing shutout win for the Padres. And, And when you're not hitting, everything is magnified. And Blue Jays certainly had chances, right? If you look at this offense and what it's supposed to do. They had chances midway through the before it became nine to one on Tuesday. They brought the tying run to the plate a couple of times in the middle portion of that game. And it's only four one. You're thinking, this is, this is not insurmountable. This is no problem. And then last night you have Hugh Darvish who was really good, really good, but still four out of the six innings. He was on the Hill. You had chances to score and six out of the nine at bats. The blue Jays had runners on in a two nothing game. He said, all right, this is going to flip the script really, really quick here by somebody. And it just never happened. And unfortunately for Jose Barrios, it's another wasted, really good start. Yeah, that's where I wanted to go with you next is we've seen a lot of good from Jose Barrios. And and tough for him, right? Just the two earned runs last night. He looks a lot more like the guy the Toronto Blue Jays had got when they initially acquired him, Ben. But, you know, 8-7 and on the year and a 3.39 ERA, those two things – Seemed like they wouldn't go hand-in-hand. Hand. Barrios has been really strong for the Jays all season long. He has been awesome. I was a huge fan of the acquisition, regardless of the cost. And so far, and you can dissect trades, and we're going to do this, right, because it's a trade deadline. <clears throat> but Jose Barrios takes the ball every five days or six. He logs innings. Uh, last year was certainly an outlier for, for his career, and that's one of the things and why he was so important coming to camp and how he could stabilize a really important part of a rotation that was going to get better. You expect it to be really, really solid. When you talk about Alec Manoa, Kevin Gosman, Chris Bassett, uh, with the addition of Chris Bassett, clearly, and then slot Jose Barrios in there as the number four. You're thinking, man, Jose Barrios is the number four if he can get this thing on track. Well, he certainly has got things on track, and he's throwing the best now that he has as a Blue Jay, and equal to the best that he was ever with the Minnesota Twins. Uh, the two sinker has as much life as it's ever had that makes and, and basically weaponizes his slurve and another great addition to his repertoire this year, a very effective pitch because of everything else is the changeup. 
and he is throwing it more than he ever has. He's throwing it to left-handed batters with great results, but he's also, and we saw this last night in the Manny Machado at bat, the change-up righty on righty that he has this season has been elite, elite. He's, he corkscrewed Manny Machado into the ground last night. He was, he was thinking about that 94, 95-mile-an-hour sinker, getting out in front, and then all of a sudden this thing flutters towards the plate, and he is twisted in knots and ends up fading down to a knee. So if you are concerned about Jose Barrios, he has certainly taken all that concern away, and the returns have been tremendous for Toronto. What can John Schneider do in your mind to to help his offense out over these next couple of games? There is there anything that he can do other than just hoping that the guys find a little bit more clutch hitting Ben? Yeah, you you look for the clutch gene, right? There there just has not been that big hit in big moments for the Blue Jays a lot this season. And you can feel it in the ballpark. You know, I'm sitting at Rogers Center right now and there were moments last night where you could Feel the crowd starting the team, and you start and you, and you thought about that big knock coming, and you've got guys in the lineup that that should be there and had those at bat, had those opportunities. Um, when you look at what John Schneider can do, I think he looks down the bench and said, "What are you guys are going to do? You know, um, yeah. hey, you guys, you guys hold the bat. Let's go. You, you know, you expect more out of George Springer. You have gotten consistency out of Bo Bichette. I'm starting at the top of the, the batting order, right?" Uh, Springer, Bo Bichette, Brandon Bell, still they're rolling out a left-handed bat there in that number three spot. They have tried Dalton Varsho. They've tried other things. Uh, they're just not getting it. And it's not about the threat of Brandon Bell or a left-handed hitter in that number three spot. It's about the balance of the lineup and trying to get more left-handed. And the Blue Jays look at it a couple of different ways. And I know it stops momentum because you want Vladdy bad in that spot, right? He's so comfortable hitting third. But the Blue Jays are really, really happy with Brandon Belt at bats. They're not looking at home runs. They're not necessarily looking even at batting average. They're looking at swing decisions, what he is swinging at, how he's taking pitches, how many pitches that he's seeing in a certain at bat. All those things are qualifiers, whether or not Brandon Belt continues to bat third in the Blue Jays lineup. And the answer to all those things when it comes to the decisions from the baseball operations, which then pass the data on and, also, you know, have a lot of influence on how Schneider is going to make out of the lineup. Indicate that Brandon Bell should be batting third. Okay, well, then Vladdy's got to get it going in that cleanup spot if mm-hmm. you want to have the traffic. When when you look at the top half of the lineup, that's where the the juggernaut exists for the Blue Jays. Uh, you know, you you had some depth with Matt Chapman early in the season because he had an amazing start to the year, but since April, he's not been the same guy. So. I would, when it comes to the lineup construction, and Buck and I talked about this on TV a couple of weeks back, it's still a talking point, but it seems that uh, they are very, very, very married to George Springer being in that leadoff spot. And I don't know if it's just something that they really feel construction-wise exists or it's a promise that's made to George. Uh, they want him in that leadoff spot. But when you, when you want to build some traffic, whether it's early or late, I think Whit Merrifield would be a great yeah. addition into that top spot. I really do. Uh, you know, you can tinker with Bo, and he's done that when George is in the lineup, but George is playing a lot. George is playing perhaps the most that he's ever played if this if he stays healthy and gets this thing going. Uh, the most that he's ever played is a Blue Jay. That's good news. That's good news. But I don't think the Blue Jays should be 100% with super glue having Springer in that top spot. Uh, 
No, I just wanted to to just go back quickly on your, on your point on Brandon Belt there, Ben, because the first word that that came to mind when you were going through all those attributes are professional at bats, right? And that's what we talk about when we talk about a guy that's willing to see pitches and willing to to bring that information back to the dugout. And you're right, I think it it does show out in so many more ways than home runs or RBIs. That's that's at least the word that comes to mind when when I see a Brandon Belt at bat. Is that similar to how you've seen him this year? Oh, without a doubt. You know, and that's one of the things that made him so inviting as a free agent to sign. And it's a one-year flyer, right? Brandon Belt was brought in here because he had a lot of success when he's healthy, being at the plate, seeing a lot of pitches, being an adult in the batter's box, not being too crazy, providing lineup balance for the Blue Jays. And even against left-handed pitching, he gives you a really solid bat. You know, it's not a split where he's only going to start against right-handers and not going to start against left-handers. No, he has the ability, especially with the slug, to do it righty or lefty. And that is another real big reason why, one, he was acquired and brought in here. Uh, Leadership, success, a great resume in that clubhouse for the Blue Jays overall. So there are a number of factors in why Brandon Belt is going to get a run. Uh, We're getting to the trade deadline and the most important two months of the regular season for the Blue Jays are in front of them, and if they improve in other ways, there will be there will be decisions to be made, and there will be people left on the outside, and, and this could go a number of different ways for the Blue Jays. Brandon Belt's going to factor into it. I don't think you know he's in the first wave of decisions that are going to come off the roster, but these he's got to get it going, you know, and, and he's got to get it going if nobody else will, because he's he's in a premium spot in that batting lineup. Ben Wagner's along with us. He's the radio play-by-play voice of the Toronto Blue Jays across the Sportsnet radio network. You'll hear him a little bit later on this afternoon here on Sportsnet 960 when the Jays continue their series against the San Diego Padres. I'm Logan Gordon, joined by Patrick Dumas this morning. Patty? Ben, uh, talk to me what you're seeing out of uh, Dalton Vars show. I think this is a player that I think a lot of play, a lot of fans maybe had a little excitement heading into this season. Uh, a new name, new guy in the outfield to help the defensive attributes for this team but offensively it's been a struggle for him last 30 games 97 at bats 35 strikeouts uh this ain't great for for Dalton but what are you seeing in his game well it's a really tough run if you look at what Dalton Varsho is as a baseball player uh left field center field on the bases uh honestly in the clubhouse everything everything around him is great except for the one thing, and that's at the plate. There's too much swing and miss right now for Dalton. Mm -hmm. He knows it. The strikeouts are the biggest indicator. They are the factual point in all this. He is a tinkerer. He's, I think, his his own worst problem, to be honest with you, you know, because he's he's pressing so hard. And we saw this with Witt a little bit, Chappie a little bit last year, Um, not in the largest sample size. And I think he's really, really pressing. He's trying to make such a big impact into this ball club at the plate because he's made an impact in every other facet, every other facet. Just watch him play. And Blue Jay fans should still be excited about Dalton Varsho. I'm not going to discount what he's added to this ball club. He, and he's been tremendous. But again, a number of things that we've talked about already with other guys, certainly categorized with Dalton too. He needs to get the ball in play. And I, you know, you ask him what he's working on, how he's doing things, what he's doing and where he's going at the plate, he's a tinkerer, and he wants to be in sync, and he's and he's fighting a lot, but a lot also means he's fighting himself in there. Yeah. And I really wish, 
Really wish I think you could reshuffle the deck. Probably wouldn't have him in the cleanup spot going back to the beginning of the year. Um, you know, the, they certainly wanted a left-handed bat in that power spot, whether it was Bell, whether it was Varsho, and a lot of pressure on him given the role that he was assigned really early on. It just has never really been a large sample size where Varsha's been able to make a lot of contact with authority yeah. and be a power threat. Uh, what did you make of uh, Ross Atkins' uh, availability yesterday, kind of outlining what uh, what the plans are, initial plans here for the trade deadline? Obviously, uh, you have the Alec Manoa issue. He's probably got what, two starts before the deadline to see what you got in him. Uh, Hyunjin Ryu is going to be pitching in Buffalo on Friday. He's getting close. So well, just overall, your takeaways from uh, Ross's uh, media session yesterday. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't I don't know that you ever get a roadmap, you know, in these yeah. situations, especially from this franchise. Um, they are very, very guarded. Yeah. Everything that comes out of their mouth is very, very calculated. Um, there were a couple of things though, that they admitted that they needed to get better and that they are, and they always do this. And we talked about this even into free agency, right? Where they kick the tires, they explore, they do all these things. They do a lot of uh, groundwork in a number of individuals. Well, that, that also never stops. Mm. You know, they've got a good idea about everybody that is potentially major league ready or in the major leagues right now. Uh, but there are glaring, glaring needs. For this Blue Jay team, and whether it's improving the bullpen, whether it's finding uh, improvement at the plate, um, and I'll give Ross a little bit of credit. He did specifically say right-handed bat, which that's that's about as telltale as we're, we're ever going to get mm-hmm. from Ross um, when he said that. And he alluded to the fact that you know what they're going to look in the in the pitching market and see what they can get, and that may bump somebody out of the rotation, like you say, Kikuchi who was pretty good out of the bullpen, even though he's been very steady for the Blue Jays in his given role. But if you can round out your rotation with a couple of the problems, um, and you know, and they're, they're not going to demote Alec Manoa. No. He's, he's not going to go, he's not going to shift into the bullpen role. They're not going to do that. Uh, Manoa is either going to be in the big leagues or he's probably down at the player development complex and need those are the two decisions around Manoa. But uh, we're, we're a couple of weeks out from the trade deadline. And I thought the most telltale thing for Ross was, um, he, I think he said when you're in buy mode, the, the market never feels robust. And that's because everybody realizes that the Blue Jays want to improve rotation. They would certainly have opportunity to improve a bullpen and pick up an arm or a, or a bat. So that means everybody's just kind of lying in the weeds until the Blue Jays keep you know inching more and more. Um, whether it's prospect capital, whether it's even trades off the major league roster to make it inviting for somebody else in the organization or another organization uh, to, to really pony up and make a deal. Now, if let's say they, they go out and add that name, be it like a Jordan Montgomery out of St. Louis or Michael Lorenzen in Detroit. Now, uh, obviously, there's some problems if you, when it comes to the rat, that rotation. It's not probably wise to be rolling a six-man rotation this late because that's going to be taxing your bullpen. Well, the bullpen has a cost, right? Because yeah. you can only have 13 pitchers. So yeah. if somebody, somebody is not available. You don't have the links in the bullpen or the number of bodies down in the bullpen if you go with the six-man rotation. Mm-hmm. But the Blue Jays have a stretch of 17 straight coming up. And we heard from members of the rotation already. You know, Jose Barrios, Chris Bassett, Kevin Gossman's got his own issues. And, and to this point of the year, while there's nobody that says, I must throw, on four days rest, and I want to pitch on that fifth day, no mm-hmm. matter what the constraints of the schedule are. Robbie Ray was that way. 
And Robbie Ray yeah. had a phenomenal season back in 2021. But he wanted to take the ball every fifth day. The Blue Jays currently, and give P. Walker and John Schneider credit, they're listening to the pitchers and they're like, we're okay with the extra rest. Kevin Gosman came to the Blue Jays and said, you know what, I'm okay with this bonus day whenever it gets sprinkled in, whether it's backing me up out of an off day, mm-hmm. whether it's somebody you know you want to roll out there. And Manoa has fallen into that groove. Bassett has fallen into that groove. Everybody benefits. And with the long stretch of games coming up, that also means if you go to the six-man rotation, you better be able to cover those innings. Because, as we mentioned, the, the confines of the bullpen will change. But this is a bullpen where you got guys' trajectory going to log as many innings and most appearances that they ever have. Tim Mesa, Eric Swanson, and that has already shown some serious fatigue and then the results that, that follow that too. So they're certainly trying to find guys breathers and be very creative in how they construct appearances. Uh, I'm going to say until after the road trip, uh, when they come back from, from Seattle and Los Angeles, you got to get past that road trip. And then you got the big series then with the angels, the very, very hot Baltimore <laughs> Orioles coming in here, yeah. uh, you, you know, and still, what are you going to get from the Red Sox? So there's a lot of tough baseball still in front of the blue Jays. Uh, speaking of that, Ben, before we let you go, you mentioned an exciting time right now for the Jays. You're going to finish up this series against the Padres, then into Seattle. That's always a fun series. You get to see the Dodgers. And then you mentioned it, that series against the Angels with what Shohei Otani's doing right now. We've heard out here in Calgary that's the hottest ticket all season long in Toronto is that series against the Angels coming up. It must be exciting, Evan. We've had some great crowds in Toronto all season long. You know what? It's um, the days of 2018-2019 when you show up here Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday and you get twelve to 16,000. Those days are done. This is a really, really good ball club. And while we can see the warts and we can see a lot of the things, you know, that are troublesome about the Blue Jays because you're thinking World Series is the end game here, right? Uh, You have to appreciate what's happening in front of you. And it's a really, really fun team. It's a great team to be around. It's a great team that the characters and personalities you see on the monitors when you're watching the games, or we're talking about the personalities on the broadcast from a radio perspective. These are the guys. This is true. This is a fun team. Uh, and that's why you're seeing last night 42,000, a sellout on a Wednesday night. And it's no surprise. Uh, and I talked to some people that were looking for tickets on that Saturday and Sunday against the Angels. There are no tickets. No. Right now, there's no tickets. It's no surprise that seeing the world's best baseball player come into your city <laughs> and then they're already gobbled up, it's the hottest ticket that the Blue Jays have on the market right now. But there's a really, really good good crop of players and teams coming to town and the brand of baseball should be really exciting for the blue Jays as uh, the next couple of months arrive and, and hopefully it pans out for a lot of postseason success. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Uh, we're hearing you on the uh, airways here in Calgary, calling some playoff baseball, Ben, have a great call this afternoon, sir. Thank you for the time this morning. Really do appreciate it. We'll chat with you again soon. Hey, that that's awesome. I look forward to talking to everybody in Calgary in a couple hours. Take care. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate it. Well. Bye now. Ben Wagner joining us down the Atlas Beach and Sports Bar guest hotline this morning. He is the radio play-by-play voice of your Toronto Blue Jays across the Sportsnet radio network and occasionally uh, taking over on the TV side of things as well. Really appreciate yeah. Ben giving us some time there. And yeah, I just wanted to bring that up with him because they had 40,000 people in the building last night against the Padres mm-hmm. team that hasn't been very good. And look, I think they're, I, it's, it's, some people find it silly. But the Looney Dog night on Tuesdays <laughs> has been a huge 
Yeah, huge success I know if, for if them. Those numbers are inflated or not? Or I have whatnot, no idea if they are, yeah. but the, there's a lot of people on Tuesday nights. Yeah, right, going out to the ballpark and and, and I mean, if you, you've bought those tickets, you, you hope Shohei is going to be around with the Angels. But again, Shohei could be traded to the Baltimore Orioles. Shohei could be traded to the Tampa Bay Rays. You'd be seeing Shohei. Don't a say lot. either of those things. I know, How dare I you? know, it's 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 taboo. But it's what like, in the world are you talking about? Those teams have if the, Shohei Otani goes to the Tampa Bay Rays. Those teams have the I'll prospect. Eat my flip flop. I will be so sick to my stomach. I am so sick. Of following the Toronto Blue Jays and the Tampa Bay Rays, just always being good. Always. Doesn't matter. They're always so, so good. Please don't give them Shohei Otani. You don't give it for two is, months. The thing is, if they do get Shohei, it might actually just completely deplete their system. But this is an organization that's always been, hey, with draft, we develop, we we are the best at doing that. So but yeah, it just when it comes to Tampa Bay and Baltimore, they have the most, I think, prospect capital to do a Shohei move for a couple months. Uh, likely wouldn't resign there, so that's the risky way of sending a, a bunch of your futures away. But man, this this Shohei, this stuff is fascinating. There's never been a player in the history of sport that that's been traded like this, this type of unicorn. Well, and that's what makes me wonder: is it going to happen or not? Right? Because Artie Moreno doesn't want to be the guy that traded. Trade Shohei Otani, but it's also like, hey, the Angels suck. And we no, need to and figure I get, this thing I out. I get that, but are you ever going to get fair value <laughs> yeah, I should for that say guy? That. The Angels are over 500 and are only four and a half back at a wild card spot. But, you know, still, it hasn't been great times there. They can't stay healthy. They got that albatross with that Anthony Rendon contract. He's never healthy. Mike Trout, you're paying him a ton. He's probably never going to be the type of player that he was going to be because of the injuries. Just a tough story there in L.A. Jays and Padres, 11.07 first pitch this morning uh, on Sportsnet 960 or on the Sportsnet television network. It's Blake Snell, 6-7 record and a 2.71 ERA up against Chris Bassett, who is 9-5 on the season with a 4.12 ERA. We'll continue checking in on the Toronto Blue Jays as the season rolls on. We'll take a break, come back on the other side. We're kicking off Hour 3 of the program, chatting with Justin Dunk, 3 Down Nation. A little CFL chat next on the big show, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.